0: And it is time for This Week in Quotes. Joining us here from Korea, Jungang Daily editor, Jim Bully. Hello to you. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to talk about um, an interesting quote first coming out in regards to the uh, new unification minister of South Korea.
1: Yeah, so this quote comes from Moon Chung-in, who is the special security advisor to President Moon Jae-in. Um, it's an unfortunate to see that the U.S. State Department has a biased view of unification minister Lee In-young. Now, a bit of background. Last week, uh, Lee remarked in a meeting with leaders of South Korea's Protestant community that he believed Seoul and Washington could one day replace what he called their military Cold War alliance with a peace alliance down the road. Um, The U.S. State Department directly responded to that comment, stressing that the two countries' alliance went far beyond their security ties to include economic and human rights cooperation, which on the surface doesn't sound... Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like two negative mm-hmm. response, but it was seen as kind of rebuffing um Lee and uh Moon's comments there um are saying that he thinks that Washington has a biased view of Lee and they just sort of have a reactionary um uh, negative response to anything he says when what he was actually proposing was a peace alliance, which again sounds like a very nice thing. Yeah. So you've really got to look underneath because what they're saying yeah. all sounds fairly positive. Lee um is a uh, a Fairly controversial figure in the eyes of um, the U.S. Yeah, and the conservatives, um, it seems. Uh, he has had a number of awkward exchanges with the U.S. since taking office. He kind of has an outspoken stance on the constraining influence of South Korea-U.S. relations on inter-Korean cooperation, um, which which doesn't play very well into the, the conservative uh, line of yeah. thought.
0: I mean, bottom line. I, I guess uh, if if you put it bluntly, they think he's a little bit too left leaning, and then there's a bit of commie red baiting going on. Uh, Moonjongin, also, you know, the senior advisor. We uh, we've had a chance to interview him several times over the years, uh, but he is also known to be someone who is very much pro engagement uh, with. With North Korea and really just kind of belies that uh, there is this long term, it doesn't really matter whether it's going to be a President Trump or a President Biden after November 3rd in the US, there is going to be sort of a diverging uh, path of national security interest from what the US wants in Northeast Asia vis-a-vis North Korea and what this current uh, government wants uh, in terms of engagement. Yeah, and, that, and that's always been an issue um, with any Democratic
1: Party administration in Korea or, you know, under any other name. I think it's just that that normally that's kind of an undercurrent, right? That's not really acknowledged. Normally, everyone talks like they're on the same page, even yeah. though they may have different ideological viewpoints. Um, Lee is a bit more outspoken than some of his predecessors.
0: Yeah. And so uh, that is going to be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, a lot of this has been overshadowed by uh, most of the uh, domestic issues that we've been uh, talking about here, particularly with COVID-19, which leads us to our second Quote, uh, there's been this effort by uh, the leadership at the main opposition, the Conservative Party, to kind of distance themselves from the more radical right-wing elements that have been blamed largely for this uh, recent uptick in uh, COVID-19 cases. But uh, it does seem like there are certain members who perhaps uh, haven't really foregone those ties, right? Right. There are definitely right-wing members who have not
1: towed the party yeah. line. Yeah. Um, this quote comes from one of them, People Party lawmaker Park Trul. He says... Uh, and this is a direct quote, there wasn't a single confirmed COVID-19 infection linked to the Moon protest for five days between August 14th to the 18th. The protest was completely irrelevant to the recent resurgence of the novel coronavirus. Now, before we discuss this, just to clarify, official data tells us that there are well over 500 cases that have been linked to the Moon rally rather than the zero that Park claims.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So this does, I think, maybe uh, we're just in, in, informal polling here. It seems like the majority opinion would indeed be the science does indicate empirically that uh, if you look at the number of new infections and the percentage of those infections coming from 사랑제일 Church and protesters uh, uh, at that Gwangamun August 15th event, that uh, indeed uh, there was a link between COVID-19 infections and the uh, Gwangamun. But it is kind of, again, illustrating this big dilemma that the uh, opposition party have. They have seen an uptick in their popularity, but what are they trying to do? If they're going to move to the center, they're going to try to kind of usurp some of the territory that this current Democratic Party have, which is considered to be centrist or center left. And to take peel off some of that more moderate element of that party's support would imply they need to get rid of that extreme right wing uh, unfortunately, that is a huge percentage of their party base, which is some would say 30, 40, 50 percent. And so it's a big dilemma.
1: Yeah, I mean the the People Power Party, which is really not a name made for radio, is uh, is is a huge house that's incredibly divided. I mean, if we just go back over the last four or five years, we've seen that party divide and then reunite again and again and again. Sometimes it's moderate splitting off to try and create yeah, a new yeah. party at the Bar and Murray Party, sometimes it's far-right groups, and then eventually they all come back under that that sort of roof because they can't achieve anything anything on their own but that does make it very very difficult for for a part of the party leadership to to have any sort of unified message to try and pull the party in any single direction because they're they're so widely spread out it is
0: um like you say it, they're trying to be a big tent but can that tent really hold all these disparate uh, voices especially when you're talking about that extreme right wing and will that, will that extreme right wing be disgruntled enough to just say enough is enough we're going to uh go off and and form our own little uh, coalition here, which doesn't bode well then for the opposition's chances in future uh, national Elections. This is what kind of, as we uh, turn to our final quote, uh, the same uh, problems that had beset the uh, Republican Party in the U.S. because they were trying to have that uh, sort of coalition of uh, economic, fiscal conservatives, big big business groups, libertarians, and then extreme right wing um, elements, uh, evangelical Christians. Uh, Right now, it is under this unwieldy uh, alliance with the uh, donald Trump administration that um, support level does seem to be tenuous now as we head to the November 30 uh, November 3rd polls in the presidential elections. Uh, A huge, huge controversy. And I know this sounds like a broken record when you talk about the Trump administration, but there's a new book out, more allegations come out, a lot of people talking about it. And um, one particular quote from an actual recorded conversation between Bob Woodward uh, uh, ahead of his new book and Donald Trump in regards to COVID-19 has really, really uh, caused a lot of stir.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, Bob Woodward's new book, Rage. And it's worth mentioning that The other books we've had recently have either been disgruntled former administration members, disgruntled family members or supportive former administration members. This is directly quoting Trump from multiple um, interviews and crucially isn't denied um, by Trump in to the to the same extent that some of the other things have been the quote here is the fact is I'm a cheerleader for this country I love our country I don't want people to be frightened I don't want to create panic as you say and certainly I'm not going to drive this country or the world into a frenzy now this is Trump acknowledging that he intentionally downplayed uh, the coronavirus earlier this year because he wanted to reduce panic about the spreading disease but in private remarks well, not really private, but in remarks
0: to Bob Woodward, acknowledged how dangerous it was and that he was downplaying it. So this kind of um, situation now is posing a dilemma for uh, Trump and and the White House staff and, and the Trump campaign because you can't just say, Fake news. Uh, this guy is just talking about unnamed sources, just like that Atlantic article, right, when we're talking about him uh, disparaging the troops and the, yeah. they were using un- they were using that as sort of a cudgel. This is an actual recording that has been played over and over and over again uh, to the public. And uh, just before on air, uh, Jim, we were talking about the med student uh, issue and how it seems like they got really bad PR advice or they had some very, very low... Uh, awareness of how the public would react to things. You would think that maybe some professional help in terms of imaging and crisis management would have helped that group. Seems like the same thing with the White House. Uh, You kind of wonder, you scratch your heads, you're a professional wordsmith yourself. Why would any legitimate uh, political hack or PR flack allow Trump to get involved in this kind of interview series of interviews with Bob Woodward, knowing what Bob Woodward does, knowing what kind of books uh, he eventually writes on members on both sides of the aisle. It just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. I think everyone could have predicted it.
1: Yeah, absolutely it does. And and yet, I think one thing we've learned over the last four years is that we can't predict how well Trump's spin is going to go obviously the only choice they have now is to is to damage is to, control right? yeah and and to embrace it and say yeah i did do that because i didn't want people to panic and i wanted to protect the economy and honestly that might work now because who knows crazy things yeah. work in the trump administration and spinning it that way might convince enough people of his base who let's be honest members of the media like ourselves really still have no read on You know, we still are getting that wrong all the time of how that kind of middle American base are going to react to things. So, yeah, on paper, I agree. This seems like a terrible PR disaster of which there's no excuse. How it will play out, I mean, who knows?
0: Yeah. And the critics of Trump will say that uh, his narcissism would not allow him to even receive any kind of uh, sober advice like that, where he does want to kind of uh, be the guy known to to say these things. I mean, it, just one example off the top of my head. With all of these allegations that have come out uh, from this, I, I, I'm not too interested in the North Korea stuff that has come out. But uh, the the idea that he bragged about um, the uh, the Saudi crown prince and basically saying I saved his butt uh, by covering up the the murder of the Washington Post uh, journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, and I, so I, I mean.
1: mean the big question is why was he allowed in the room with Woodward, right? But the it, the answer I, I'm assuming is just that no one can stop him. He decides that it's going to be a great thing for him or he decides there's no way it can go wrong yeah. because he is who he is and, and that's his, his beliefs it would seem. And no one in his administration can or who knows even tries to prevent him doing it.
0: And it's worked and uh – uh 2016, the results speak for themselves. But as you say, uh, we'll see uh, in 2020, whether that base uh, still holds. Uh, going to be interesting. Jim, as always, thank you very much. Uh, hope you have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, you too.